Let me just see how my curls are. Okay, yeah. Curls look great. I love your hair. Oh, thank you. But in your in your profile photo, it's straight. Right. It. Yeah. I. I wore it straight for a very long time. Mm. And during Bring that uh, uh, during COVID, um, I couldn't go to my beautician, and so my sister she used to do my hair as a kid, mm. and now that's what she does. And and um, so all I have to do is go to my sister and I get my curls and. <laughs> I'm fine with it, and I just kind of get up in the morning and shake and go. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to do all the flat ironing and all that stuff. That's was, good. Yeah. Because that is time-consuming. It is. It is. It's so – I would be um, – <laughs> funny story. One time my husband came to the beauty shop because he's like – I thought you were cheating on me because you can't be here all day like you say you are. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And so that's that's how long I was there every yeah. every time. And I just said, I can't I can't do that anymore. It's, it's, it's too a lot much of work. Time. It is. It is. I, I cut my hair off at one point to prevent being there all day. It was that's smart. Yeah, You're working efficient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But now the curl thing, they'll stay for another year until I figure something else out. I maybe because I've only known you with curly hair, but mm -hmm. it's like I can't imagine you without curly. Really? Yeah. I, I loved it straight, but it's uh yeah. This is this is kind of like a new thing, and um, I like it. I, I like, like it. it. It's footloose and fancy free. Footloose and fancy free. It is. I it like is. that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so for anyone who isn't aware of melody what mm -hmm. is it you do um i mean i can i can show them if you guys are watching it uh there's these amazing i'm gonna see if i can just poke it at this oh it's not gonna do it justice <laughs> these incredible cupcakes and cakes yes i actually just delivered a wedding cake uh on monday and it's it's always so stressful and while i'm doing it it's like i love this i love this until you have to deliver a cake in the mm -hmm. florida heat when it's 100 degrees outside it feels like true but um but no i i am the owner and operator of sweet melodies couture cakes and I started decorating cakes because my husband worked a lot, and I was like, oh, okay, well, let me find something to do with myself. And I like to bake, but my stuff was just, you know, kind of homemade looking mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And so I started going to Joanne's Fabrics for cake decorating classes just to kind of pass the time while he was at work. And it turned into a thing. And I loved it. And my first cake, okay, <laughs> it was so awful. It was so right. awful. It was my first decorated cake was a baseball cake for my cousin who was turning like seven mm -hmm. and he played baseball and I look back at it now and it was one of the worst things you will probably <laughs> ever see in your life the the proportions were all off and um the the figurines were tall because they were in, but I built like a stand yeah. with a stadium with um, and uh, the people in the stadium were as big as the players on the field. It was it was bad. It was so so <laughs> bad. And so I've come I've come so far. But once I started that, I was like, huh. Let me see if I can get it better. And I've never been able to to let it go. And yeah. So. Well, I'm glad because like the cakes. I mean, I've had a few cupcakes of yours, and mm -hmm. oh, what was the one mm -hmm. I had? what was it last week i think or maybe the week before it was like a madagascar vanilla cream mm -hmm. 
Yes. Uh, it was like a shopping list just of the description. Mm-hmm. What was that one? Yes, it's a vanilla cake, a homemade vanilla cake with a Madagascar vanilla bean buttercream. There's actually vanilla beans in the buttercream. I had mm. one person come and like, yeah, there's like dirt all through my buttercream. I'm like, no, <laughs> those are actual expensive vanilla beans <laughs> in your buttercream. And my first job in the cake business was to get a really good vanilla because that's the most popular flavor and when i tried different types of vanillas and Mm. things like that and and a lot of people just think you can just go with a a vanilla extract and call it a day but that's not it tastes so different right 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 because there's love love is an actual ingredient in there (laughs) so is that actually a thing i mean it is you hear it all all the time it is because you is wouldn't do you it put, if you didn't love it. Yeah, it's true. You wouldn't do it because it's. I stressful. guess it's what the care, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. you put the extra care in it. I'm taking it too literal. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, the only reason I'm back doing it because I took a little break for a while. The only reason I'm back is because I love it. I love mm-hmm. it so much to the point where everybody's like, Melody, are you really gonna leave corporate America to do cake full time? And I'm like. I think I am. Mm. It's, it's so evident when you talk about it. Like your face lights up, oh, you know, you. and I, that's that's something that's so important is like you can see the genuine enjoyment through your face mm-hmm. and through even your, like your body is just, it lights up when you start talking about it. Even mm-hmm. the processes, like it's so evident that the beginning to the end is like you love the process. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that comes through with the food. I mean, the, the sweets because mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I'm not a huge. Actually, that's a lie. I'm I'm a sweet person, but I'm not a fan of American sweets. Mm-hmm. I find them very like that. Um, yeah, that artificial flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas your ones don't have that artificial taste to it. It's like, oh, this is like you said, it's actual vanilla bean. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I, I didn't want to have a, a cupcake when I saw you <laughs> the last the morning because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't normally eat till midday. Mm-hmm. And then you you know pulled out a sample. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I go to a lot of meetings in the morning. The last thing people think they're going to do is eat a cupcake for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so I take that into account, but I'm like, listen, you got to try it. Oh, you break us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, because that's what I do. And when I go to meetings, people's like, wait, you didn't bring any samples today? It's like, well, no, I brought samples last week. You got to bring it every week. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's, but I love to do that though because mm. I I love to try new flavors on different people and if I'm trying a new flavor it's like I think this combination will work and sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't mm. I've had one person stand up and it's like no that triple dark chocolate was not good but he didn't like dark chocolate so, well I mean that's yeah. a red flag yeah isn't it? <laughs> and I was like but you know I take that um, critique uh, personally and and if somebody doesn't like it that's totally okay yeah. and let me know if I can improve anything um but if they do like it which i prefer of course of course <laughs> yeah, that um if they do like it then i love to hear that too yeah and, uh, it's it, it's taken a long time to get where i am now but the fact that i do this for a living um brings me joy and that's i said i'm not gonna do anything that doesn't bring me joy anymore that's good mm-hmm. now it's your how long have you been doing it for I started back in 2009 mm-hmm. when I was um, when I was my husband and I we, were, we had just bought our house. I was kind of baking on and off before that when we had our apartment, and he's like, "Listen, I'm not going to get this fat. I can't eat cake every day." 
And so I was like, listen, try this, try that, try this, try that. But I really started back in 2009 when I left my job to do, um, I started 2009, 2010 is when I left my job. My sister saw my cake that I made for my cousin, right? The horrible one, the horrible mm-hmm. baseball cake. And she was getting married. And we were at Publix looking at wedding cakes and looking at wedding cakes online and stuff like that. And she says, Mel, do you want to do my wedding cake? And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and she's like, yes. Now, this is my twin sister, by the way. We've been together since the womb. And she trusts me with her life. I trust her with my life. And I said, are you serious? Did you see my cake? She's like, yeah, but do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And she's like, fine, it's done. You're doing it. I was like, Okay. So she tells the family that I'm doing the wedding cake after this disaster, right? Everybody calls me and says, why are you doing this to her? (laughs) I thought you loved your sister. Like, yeah. Savage. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. (laughs) And um, my grandmother, who was amazing, she's an amazing woman, um, she bought my wedding cake because I got married before my sister. And she's like, why are you doing this to her? This was my only thing. This was my thing. I buy the wedding cakes. I'm like, Grandma, just. It's going to be fine. She's going to pay fine. you. Right. Yeah. No, she did not even offer to pay me. You know, I think about that now. <laughs> she didn't even offer. Um, but it, my aunt called and then our mom called. And she's like, if you do this to my daughter, I will never forgive you. And I'm like, listen, mom, I'm going to totally surprise you. Like, I'm practicing. It's going to be great. And the day of, everybody's freaking out because they think the cake is going to be a disaster. And of course it's not. It's, mm. It was nice. It had pearls and diamonds and and roses and, and, and everything. So I kind of went all out on it. And everybody was like, Melody, the cake. I'm like, don't talk about the cake. Talk about her dress because she is beautiful. We'll talk about the cake later. And so afterwards, I was like, honey, I think this can be a thing for us. And he's like, no, no, no. And I was like, I really want to do this. And he's like, okay. And so I showed my boss the next week at work. I was like, look at the wedding cake I made. He's like, please don't leave me to do this full time. <laughs> I'm like, of course not. Of course not. A month later, I put my notice in to Oof. do cake full time. He's like, I thought you said you weren't leaving me. I was like, listen, I got to follow my heart on this. And um, that's what I did. And my first year in business, I made $400. Mm. <laughs> it was the best $400 I've ever made in my life. And I um, and I loved it. I loved it. And I undersold myself at first because you're just trying to get clients and yep. and things like that. So I made zero money. I lost money. My husband's like, listen, you can't do stuff for 20 bucks anymore. <laughs> and, but it was, it was worth it in the end. Cause I learned, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of new skills, a lot of new techniques that perfected yeah. my flavors and, and built from there. That's awesome. So it sounds like the pressure of the family mm-hmm. forced you to really focus on it and make it right Mm -hmm. and that cripple it probably was a bit of a crippling pressure in a way because it's Mm -hmm. like if you stuff up yeah especially with all that leading in Mm -hmm. so it it, it was a good thing probably for you that i mean kudos to your twin sister for Mm -hmm. kind of forcing you to do it as well right she after she said i could do it she didn't worry about it a single time after that. She never asked a single oh. question about it. She had the utmost faith in me. And now my family, they're amazing people. I don't want people to think that my family is like, <laughs> no, they're amazing, amazing yeah. people. And I love them all dearly. But they were terrified because they mm. saw my very first cake, which was not, which was well, not great. Was, it's proof that, again, the stakes, it, when mm-hmm. there wasn't many, 
when there's not as much stakes, probably for the first baseball looking one, it's mm-hmm. like near enough is good enough, but a wedding. Right. And your sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. There's so much pressure. Absolutely. Um, and especially now that you're getting paid as well, that's another mm-hmm. pressure. I mean, I, I'm so chill when I'm filming my own stuff. But mm-hmm. when someone's paying me, it's the same thing. I'm like, it, I don't know about you who feel the same way, but whenever I get paid and someone's like, all right, let's move, let's let's do this. I'm like, awesome. I'm excited. They've said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the, che- the, the check for the deposit, super excited. Then it's like, oh, now I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, I have, all right, one hurdle, great. Then I go film it. And I'm like, all right, this is okay. This is okay. Then I go back home. And I'm like, this is not good. This mm-hmm. is not good. And I, <laughs> It's the same process, even years into it. Do you experience that sort of performance anxiety? Absolutely. I am a perfectionist when it comes to my cake. And my sister is the person that talks me off the ledge. I have to send her a picture. Is this <laughs> because I see little imperfections and mm. things like that? No one would ever see them. But I know what my swirl was supposed to look like. I know what my um, fondant decoration was supposed to look like. Yeah. And I have an image in my head of perfection. And if that's not what's in front of me, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do it again. And my sister will say, nobody is going to see that it's fine Mm -hmm. just leave it alone because i have that same pressure because somebody's when they purchase my cake and things like that they're usually celebrating something and that cake is a part of that memory of that celebration and if it's not perfect i feel like i've messed up their celebration or if something isn't right or if it doesn't taste good they're going to remember that negative um taste or their that negative experience with me because that was supposed to be a great experience overall for them. And so I totally have performance um, anxiety. Even though I know my flavors are great, I know what I do, um, I do well, but it absolutely happens like, what, somebody's paying me for this? Oh my God, every order, it's like, oh my God. Okay, here we go, here we go. Cupcakes, that's why I've started to um, really specialize in cupcakes because big, tall cakes, wedding cakes, things like that, they're just so stressful, mm. especially on the delivery. And once I leave it, if somebody moves it, you yeah. know, things can happen. And that has happened before in the past. And I have to have people sign and say, hey, I left it in order. Yep. <laughs> and so if anything happens, it it's 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 totally scary. So now I stick to more smaller individual desserts that really don't. <laughs> I guess yeah. well you can stabilize. Like you got four right now in this mm. box. Mm-hmm. It's like I can even do that, and it's not a problem. Like you know, angle it. Right. It doesn't matter. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen the cakes you do, and like they're, they're towers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can't move those things. No, it was the same with our wedding cake. I remember ours wasn't even as big as tall as yours get, mm-hmm. and. I remember just driving. It was like, you know, pack it in as tight as it can. Any movement Any is movement. not an option. Yeah. Heartbreaking is not an option. People are honking at me because I'm driving like 20. <laughs> yeah. And so now I have something on my car. It's like, hey, wedding cake delivery in process. So people won't scream and curse at me on the road because I'm driving so Cake far. on board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. You have to do that because then people are looking at you like, why are you going so slow? Because you don't want it to move. Yeah. But then you want to get there as fast as possible because it's so hot down here and my car mm. is blaring and it's it, you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it yeah. because the stress of it just the delivery itself is um yeah mm-hmm. have you ever tried i mean 
I mean, you couldn't even put it in like a cooler bag or something like that, could you? Right. And my next investment is a van so I can put a cooler box in Mm. there. That is my next investment because I'm tired of fighting with the Florida sun. I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. The (laughs) beach is right there. And so that's why I live here. But that is my next investment is a van so I can um, block out the sun when during my delivery. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, that'd be. Isn't it funny? It's not even like the making of it isn't probably that's probably not the stressful part. It's the delivery, isn't it? Yes. The delivery making it. I've gotten it. Okay, when I started, making it was stressful. And if anything went wrong, everybody in the house knew that something went went wrong. And they were like, Melody, we can't live like this. You have to, (laughs) we have to kind of get a system, straighten things out. So now I have a very uh, delicate system and it works and nobody's stressed in the house. And my son used to be like, mommy, you're baking again? Oh no, because (laughs) I would be stressed out all the time. And so now now it's, it's not like that. And so the stress comes on the delivery and just trying to keep everything cool because I make everything fresh with Mm. butter and sugar and there's no preservatives or anything like that to try to keep it together because it's all fresh. You don't need preservatives because they don't last long. Right. (laughs) That's my point. That's my point. Like if my cake lasts longer than three days in somebody's house, something's wrong. Something's up. And um, not saying it's good because I make it. It just is good. Look, again, the fact that, I mean, I can easily say no to food before midday. Mm -hmm. Easy because it's just my habit. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, you know, I was just, the tray went around last week and... Ah, cage. And I was like, I'll have it. You know, it was a classic, like, I'll just have a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, and nah, I have to finish it. Then I'm, I'm not, I don't want to waste half a cupcake, mm-hmm. especially one that's like this good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It means a lot to me that you say that. It really does. Well, it, it's, it's so evident the passion that goes into it, mm-hmm. which is why it's like, I mean, I know, especially with like posting on, if you, if you did the right sort of content, I think it will go far like you've got so much it's you haven't even just got the food it's like your your personality your look your energy that mixed with perfect looking food um you're sitting on a gold mine it's just act yeah it's just accessing accessing it and taking that it's the same as when you first started doing cakes oh i'm gonna be terrible oh this is ah but it'll be like that when you start posting Mm-hmm. and like posting i guess with the right sort of design but um yeah i think those pieces of content you know like the people love food they love cooking shows and right. when there's the personality behind it where it's just like oh hey i'm doing this and again your energy just radiates out of you um people are just gonna watch it even just to watch you and then they'd be like i just i need to try these oh thank you i i it's it, nerve-wracking it's always been nerve-wracking for me to be on camera and so that's why i take pictures it's like hopefully it came out if there was a scratch and sniff feature on instagram (laughs) (laughs) people would love me and i would be a millionaire (laughs) but being on camera it's all i've always been kind of nervous doing that part and i said melody you gotta when you asked me to do this podcast it's like listen just step out and do something that you don't want to do and therefore it will be great if mm. i don't want to do it and this year that's what i've been telling myself all year this year is going to be different if i don't want to do it i'm going to do it because 
it's time to get out of that comfort zone. It's time to get out of there and um, do something big and do something great. And that's what I want Sweet Melodies to be a household name. I want people to know, it's like, oh, where'd you get those? Oh, yeah, that's a Sweet Melodies buttercream right there. Mm. Because um, the one time I was doing, um, I did cupcakes for a party. And this girl in my church, and every time we have something for church, I would make something for um, a church dinner or something like that. And um, she went to this party, and she's like, this is Melody's buttercream, isn't it? And she called me, she's like, (laughs) did you make the cupcakes for this party? I was like, yes, I did. She's like, I knew it was you. And I'm like, that's my first person that knows my taste, my flavor. And I want everybody to know what my stuff tastes like. And if there's something, if there's cake in the conference room, I want it to be my cake. I want people to know that, oh, you have to get this from Sweet Melodies. Or you have to get this from, you know, this shop down the road, they carry Sweet Melodies buttercream. And Mm. so if I could just get that out in stores and eventually that's coming down the pipe everybody it's gonna it's i'm gonna start working on that because i i want it to be a household name yeah and again it's like when you when i see someone who has what i like you've you've got it if then Mm -hmm. that makes sense like you know you you, someone can have a great product but then it's like them as a person is just like Mm -hmm. all right they're a little bit bland you know kind of I guess the accountant analogy where it's like, all right, you can be amazing at numbers, but then you talk to someone who doesn't get it and they're like, well, yeah, what? And you're like, all right, no, you should be on camera. But every time I see you, your energy is high. It's like, you've got little quirks that are so unique to Melody that I'm like, oh, this lady needs to be on, you know, just have her face out there. And because again it's it, you've got all the three things which is like the personality the product and the energy mm-hmm. oh thank you thank you like it blesses my heart to hear you say that because two three years ago i was not this person <laughs> and when i tell people that they were like no i can't imagine you being an introvert when i tell you i'm an mm-hmm. introvert at heart i'm an extreme introvert and my twin sister she was an ex she is an extrovert she's never met a stranger she was homecoming queen beautiful she's an amazing person she is my person and i was more of the introvert and yeah. i was only a cheerleader because she's like man come and be a cheerleader with me i'm like no <laughs> and she's like, come on, let's do it. I'm like, all right, fine. And I end up having a great time. And so a few years ago, I was in the finance industry. And you can't have a good business in finance if you don't talk to people. Mm. And so it forced me out of that introvert comfort zone. And then I joined Master Networks. And because I needed my finance business to grow, so I joined Master Networks and because of those two businesses or those two groups, it forced me to kind of learn how to talk to people, learn how to have conversations and things like that. And now, the me that I am now, I'm like, man, I would have had so much more fun in life had I been this person 20 years ago. And so, because before I would just go to work and come home and find a game that was on and watch TV, go to bed, that was it. That was kind of my life. And now I have so much more fun because I can interact with people and talk to people. And it took a while to get to where I am right now. Yeah. But um, but I totally love it. And it means that um, the, the work my sister put into me to get me to be an extrovert, um, it has paid off. And I appreciate you saying that more than you know. Yeah. And it's also, it, it comes with your passion. And mm-hmm. like, because when people have a passion, it the energy comes naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're talking about this, like your sweets, the ingredients, you don't have to think. 
Right. It just comes naturally. And that's usually where the magic happens is mm-hmm. because it's like I, you don't have to think. It's just coming out organically. If I ask you about the Madagascar vanilla bean, it's like blah, 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 blah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just coming and a free flow in information. And because you actually enjoy it and you enjoy the process, the outcome, you don't even have to think about being extroverted or introverted. It mm-hmm. just is. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because when my brother-in-law married my sister, I was getting into the finance industry. I left the medical field to do cake a little bit. My sister meets her husband. They get married. And I get into finance a little bit later. And I took a break from cake and everything. And so we're all on a cruise. And I was the third wheel, total third wheel (laughs) (laughs) at the time. But they did this couples thing and I was off by the pool and things like that. And so the next morning they introduced me to this couple that they met at this couples gathering and the wife has a cake business. And so her and I are talking and we are just going back and forth with her flavors, my flavors, what she specializes in, what I love to do, things like that. I have an edible printer. So if you want, you know, edible images and edible prints. Yes, there are edible printers out there. So if you want your logo on a cupcake, you can print out an edible image. And it's um, uh, edible ink on paper that you can bite into, and it's sweet. And And you just eat the paper? Yes, you just eat the whole thing. I I try not to use anything that you cannot eat on my cakes. (laughs) I appreciate that. mm -hmm, (laughs) Right. The only thing I will do, like on wedding cakes, sometimes artificial flowers I'll Mm. use because of pesticides, things like that. But yes, and so I'm talking to her about my edible printer and and things like that. And my brother-in-law and my sister are just kind of standing, waiting on me to finish talking to this lady. (laughs) And her husband is waiting on her to finish talking to me. Finally, he's like, honey... Um, we have to go. And she's like, oh, okay. So we become friends on Facebook and we still talk and things like that. And my brother-in-law, after she walks away, he's like, Melody, listen, you love finance. I know. He says, but your specialty is cake. He's like, I have never seen you talk about cake the way you talk about cake to this person. He's like, I know you do it, and I've gained 50 pounds from marrying your sister. (laughs) He says, but the passion that you just displayed, I have never seen it come out of you, and this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, no, no, no. It's not just thank you. He's like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I need to consider that. And I fought it and fought it and fought it because I love finance. There's a, there's a, a a great reason why I'm in finance, but this will not, I can't let it go because it's Mm. what I think about when I wake up in the morning. It's what I think about when I go to bed at night, because if I think of a flavor, I say, oh, what in that flavor will not leave until I try it and make Mm. it and have somebody test it out for me. And um, it's because I'm a foodie. I love sweets myself and I can't lose weight because I eat my own stuff (laughs) and my quality control. And so it's when I say love is an actual ingredient, it it is because I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. Yeah. And it's also like, I mean, my wife says it as well. She goes, every second person has a cupcake company, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially where she comes from, which is West Virginia. Like Mm -hmm. every lady seems to start a cupcake company and then they close within a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you've got that passion, that drive, and it sounds like you've got this support network as well, which is like, hey, you have to do this. Like, yes, you could do the 
the finance and I, I'm in the scope of things it's probably quote unquote so far but mm-hmm, of course. it'd be safer but would you be as happy right. versus you know a little bit of danger and I think if you haven't got a little bit of anxiety doing what you love you shouldn't be doing it because mm-hmm. you know it's if you're not worried that it will fail then you're not that invested in it right you know and that also comes out with the reason why it's so good because for you having someone say to you ah it was all right i think that'd crush you it does you know? it does <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like a pass is not okay with in your right. books like oh it's all right i can i could yeah no it will devastate me that's how because mm-hmm. My tagline is so delicious your mouth will sing. And if somebody bites into it and they don't like close their eyes or they're not like, mm, oh, that's good. That I was then I didn't do something right. Then it wasn't good enough for me because mm. that's m- where my perfectionism comes in. And when people bite into it and they're like, oh my god, that's okay. That's that's why I do this yeah. because that's my payback. If I could get paid in that, I tell people all the time, if I could just get paid and just like, mm, that's good, I, I, I would be a gazillionaire. I really would. <laughs> well, you do. Like, it's the it's the product. Mm-hmm. People pay for the product. Then I guess your, I mean, the product payment pays the bills, but then the satisfaction is, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That is that is what I personally get paid in. That is what um, feeds my soul into and, and what helps me continue growing this this business and wanting everybody to feel as good as you just felt when mm. you tasted it. That's that's my goal. You want to break them before midday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry I did that to you. But um, it was worth it. It's only one cupcake. It's one. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Um, I mean, like these... These ones, actually, let's open these up. Yes, those are Nutella. It's a chocolate cupcake with a Nutella buttercream. I put nuts on, too. I didn't know if you like nuts or not. Who doesn't? It's it's Nutella. It's in the name. Exactly. Exactly. And so they're super good. They're hot. I want to be careful. I'm like, (laughs) don't break it. It's like it's about to get eaten. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Hold Mm -hmm. on. Let's see. Okay, there you guys. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. I mean. Hot Look, off the press. This isn't Gordon. doing this isn't doing it justice. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sorry, guys. You just got to check some of these out because. All right, moment of truth. Okay. okay. Be totally honest. Be totally honest with me. Okay. Mmm. There is an aftertaste to it. Mmm. It wraps around your tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to need water, though. It's so good, but I want to make sure I can have a second bite. <laughs> good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's, it's always so stressful. It's like, oh, my God, my heart's beating so fast when people bite it. That's always the way. That... Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it, it literally... The only way I can describe it is it wraps around my tongue. Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to second bite. I need, I need a second consultation. Yeah. <laughs> mm. This is a terrible podcast for people listening. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> mm. It's funny. So there's something to... It makes me eat it delicately. And you can ask my wife. I scoff stuff, stuff down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't appreciate the food. But 
Yeah, like they, it's not just like it's weird. I wouldn't even guess that's Nutella. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like I can taste the hazelnut in it, um, but I don't know. The only way I I've never <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm overthinking it, but I've never tasted on the side of my tongues and under. Like mm-hmm. I, that's the only way I can describe. It, is it wrapped around my tongue? Oh, can you taste it all around? Yeah, underneath? which is weird. Normally, it's like again, it's like I tasted it under my tongue, mm-hmm. or at least felt it. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You're gonna have to listen again to another bite. <laughs> so wh- while I'm chewing like a disgusting man on a podcast, <laughs> run them through what's actually in this. Okay. So my cake is a triple chocolate cake. There's three types of chocolate in this one in the chocolate cake itself. Oh wow! And okay. so if you like chocolate, there's actually three types of chocolate in the chocolate cake. And the Nutella buttercream has butter, sugar, Nutella, vanilla. That is it. Okay. And most people, they put shortening and all of these other ingredients mm. to stabilize it. Nope. It's just authentic buttercream with butter, sugar, vanilla, and Nutella. It's weird. I'm not overstimulated from it either. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like it's not that, that's, that's one of my griefs I've got with sweets in America. Is it, it, they always have that super fake taste. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. Like coffees, for example, here when they use the syrup, it, even just the syrup here compared to European countries in Australia mm-hmm. tastes so artificial. Right. Whereas with that, it's funny. I haven't got like the, it's sort of like I feel content. I'm not stimulated, for lack of a better description. A lot of people tell me that, oh, it doesn't taste as sweet as I thought it would. Mm. Like, because I have a cake, it's called the Bowdler chocolate cake and named after a client who said, I wanted the chocolatiest chocolate cake you can think Chocolatiest. of. Chocolatiest. <laughs> Chocolatiest. And he was a, my former science teacher. Hi, Mr. Bowdler. He's he's amazing person. And I said, okay, I will make you the chocolatiest cake that I can think of. And it's my triple chocolate cake. It has a chocolate buttercream with a chocolate ganache outside with chocolate covered strawberries and um, blueberries on top. And it's a chocolate explosion. And you think when you bite into it, it would just be so super sweet and overpowering Mm. that you can't eat but one bite of it, but it's not. And so a lot of that artificial sweetness, or it's like a What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a brassy sweetness. And my stuff is not like that because even though there's sugar in it, it doesn't have those artificial sugars that create that brassy um, sweet that most people can't handle or it makes your heart beat fast and and things like that. I don't use those. It's just straight natural ingredients. It's not a... As well, like I'm not getting a head rush, mm-hmm. and that's probably because of the lack of sh- fake sugar. Right. You know, like it is weird, and I can. It's like I can feel it. I can taste it, but then it's like everything's. I feel everything down. It's mm-hmm. not this. Yeah, when you have usually sweets, especially like energy drinks. I guess if for an example is like you, you taste it and you feel it up here in like the head. 
Mm-hmm. Don't feel like with this. No, because uh, if you look on these containers with all of these sweeteners and things like that, artificial sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, uh, sucrose, dextrose, all of those sugars create those create those feelings for you mm. and creates that sweetness that kind of just takes it to another level and it's not a good level. And so my stuff doesn't have any of that. And some people say... <laughs> You got to finish it. (laughs) Um, And some people say, you know, I wish you could mail me your cupcakes because uh, eventually people will be able to get cupcakes uh, mailed to their door. And that will hopefully be coming in the next year or two because I'm looking to open up a space to make Sweet Melodies grow. But it will still always be the same type of quality ingredients and none of that artificial stuff because I can't eat those artificial sugars myself yeah. without feeling ill and I don't feed them to my son and you always feel bad after that stuff yes, too you do you, you do know? and once when I felt bad I was like I do not want that and when I started thinking about expanding and they wanted to put a lot of yeah fillers and stuff to right, spread it and out and preservatives and things I was like nope I don't, that's not what I want for my brand that's yeah. not what I want for my product and you sh- that's good because I guess there's this thing, uh, it comes from, I guess, uh, franchising and everything that as things get bigger, then, you know, you should get cheaper to uh, mm-hmm. address the the masses. Whereas I think as well, it's like you, you could just naturally grow and keep your price point where it's like, look at organic, for example. Organic mm-hmm. is so expensive. It is. It ain't, like, it's, it's moving. It, like a lot of people are buying it where, and it, I guess the example is like a Chanel bag. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can get the same style of bag for like removing two zeros off the price tag, but they still sell a lot. Exactly. And so I think there's definitely a movement now towards quality um, and that, you know, you don't have to sell to everyone as well. That's what That's I had to get thing. in my head. That's yeah. what I had to get in my head when I first started. I had to realize, unfortunately, not everybody is my client. Yeah. Because some people don't want to pay $30 for a set of vanilla cupcakes. Mm. You know, and I understand that. But I am. How big is the set? 12. I, I, I sell they by the dozen. $30 for 12? Right now, because you can get 12 for like seven ninety nine yeah, at trash. Probably. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'd be charging 40 or 50 for mm-hmm. the 12 because right. I, that's still, I mean, that's only 12, uh, like 250 a cupcake. That's nothing. Right. For the quality. Exactly. And most people, I had one client who was buying my cupcakes and his wife was like, why are we paying $70 for two (laughs) sets of cupcakes? And he's like, listen, just wait, like, I'll pay it. You're, Mm. You're not paying it. I'll pay it. And then he said, just wait until you taste it. And when she tasted it, she's like, okay. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it now. She's like, yeah, I can't buy this at Publix. He's like, no, you can't. And I hand deliver my cupcakes. And so you get a personal service mm. along with quality products. Yeah. Well, look at Starbucks. They charge six bucks for trash coffee. Coffee. You know? And, and it's trash. It is. It is. And my niece wanted the other day, she's like, can I have a cake pop? No. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> because I refuse to buy this. Because you don't know how long they've been sitting there. Oh. Uh, yeah. A, yeah. A friend of mine bit into one and um, <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not. 
fresh inside. And so not saying anything about Starbucks. Don't come and sue me. Oh, I'm trashing <laughs> but, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll but, go on the record. Right. But yeah, we had one and we had to take it back to the store because mm. it was bad inside. Well, Starbucks and, failed in Australia. It did. Yeah. No so way. Starbucks has only ever failed in two countries. It was Italy and um, Australia mm-hmm. because our coffee culture, insane. Mm-hmm. It's like, and still cheap. That's the only thing I can't understand. So like when I see trash coffee like a Starbucks and it's five, six dollars and I'm like, this is, it's pot coffee. Like you say it's barista. I'm like, no, it's not. The guy pressed the button mm-hmm. and that's not barista. Barista is like the snobby, like, oh, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> bzz, da, da, da. Grind and, the beans themselves yeah. right there. Yeah. See, that's normal in Australia. Here mm-hmm. you have to go to like San Francisco and, you know, you get some dude with a mustache and bad tattoos, you know, and plaid <laughs> shirt. Um, Whereas in Australia, for the equivalent of what well, maybe two fifty three dollars US, you mm-hmm. get a coffee like. And the funny thing is, that's a large in really? Australia. That'd be like four bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's like it's, Stacy, my wife, not a fan of coffee. Australia made her a fan mm-hmm. because it's just it's that. I don't know, there's, I guess love goes into it some places, some places not. But mm-hmm. by and large, because everyone has this high expectation, it kind of lifts everyone up. Right. And so Starbucks came in, did the classic American franchise Walmart technique, which is like, we'll just blast it so that they, you know, we'll, re- we'll remove enough business from the competitors that they can't keep up with us as, you know. Because mm-hmm. Walmart used to do that where they'd go in and they wouldn't care if they were losing money for the first two years. They will charge cheap, cheap, cheap so that they can run everyone else out and then they'd rise the prices back up to making money. Wow. So Starbucks tried to do that in Australia, but Australia was like, we're not doing that. (laughs) No. And so within, I think, 12 to 18 months, they went from, again, it was like every single corner to all closed up except for three in the whole state. Wow. Wow. Mm. And I get that. I get that. I used to, before I knew what good coffee was, I was a Starbucks person spending five bucks a day, then realized why am I spending a hundred bucks on coffee a month? And so, yeah, yeah, it was because the, I, where I worked, Starbucks was right behind the building where I worked. Mm -hmm. And so every morning or every afternoon, I need that afternoon pickup. I would go get a, a, a mocha frap and and that's what it was and then i found out what good coffee was and i am no longer a starbucks coffee drinker (laughs) i'll go there every now and then because you know and get a vanilla frap or something like that more of a milkshake but not for coffee and i have a love affair (laughs) with coffee (laughs) and i stopped drinking it about five years ago because it was it was turning into okay. I drink five cups a day, and mm. then I can't sleep at night, and then the next day I drink five cups because I didn't get any sleep, yeah. and then it was a vicious cycle. And I was like, oh, okay, I gotta I gotta get off this. And so when I quit, um, I wanted to punch a lot of people in the face for the first week, but then. I just kept a bag of coffee in my trunk. So if I needed a pick me up, I just would smell the bag of coffee and then go on. <laughs> it's re- it's ridiculous. Nice. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it helped me not get back on it. And yeah. so now I'm okay. But if I smell a good cup of coffee brewing, it's like, oh my God, that coffee. 
and so I have to fight it every time. But there it's, are some. It smells so good. It it does. It it's, does. Oh. I do have a f- coffee flavored cake that I that put. That was my next question. Yes, yes, <laughs> I do. And I do have a coffee flavored cake that I put coffee into, and it's so hard smelling it brewing at home. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I'm not gonna drink you, but I'm gonna pour you into this cake batter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so that's why I use it. So it's real coffee into the. What what's the flavor for that one? It's um just basically a chocolate buttercream with a coffee um, flavor added to it instead of um milk and things like that. Oh, there's a tiny little bit of milk in my buttercream. Instead of milk, I use coffee as the liquid, and really? so it just puts it just like a like an aftertaste of coffee. And it's not oh you know sometimes if something has a flavor, it's like overpowering that mm-hmm. flavor. Like anything banana kind of overpowers. Yeah. Um. It's just like a a wave of coffee flavor in the in the cake and in the buttercream. Do you get hit by the caffeine as well, or is it digested no. differently? No, it's not. But it's not a lot. If you're eating a cupcake, it's um, it's not I like a an lot. Like a cupcake, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> we never stop at one. Right, really. right, right. <laughs> so it's not that much per cupcake if you think about it. But if you were to eat twelve of them, yeah, it's a, it's about a cup of coffee. <laughs> twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I won't have twelve. Right. <laughs> that right. might be epic. Yeah, if you still got four, it's not bad. It, it, if you um, if you already drink coffee, then they probably won't affect you as far as the caffeine is concerned. If you don't drink coffee, like my sister doesn't drink coffee, so she doesn't eat anything with um, caffeine or anything like that. And so when she tried one, she's like, "Oh yeah, I can I can feel that," because she doesn't drink anything with caffeine, mm. and so she can feel it. And well, good for her. I can't do that. Oh yeah, I, I know. try and go sometimes like. I had a rule for a while where if I had two alcohol, not alcoholic, sorry, I don't drink, two um, caffeinated drinks in a day, I had a rule of I have to go two weeks or three weeks with no caffeine. Oh, wow. I haven't, I'm back on two again. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I, I keep pushing back my reasons about why I'll go. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. I know. It's it's hard to give up on caffeine because I still do a lot of chocolate. I still do sweet tea and mm. things like that. And Arnold Palmer, that's my go-to. What was that? And Arnold Palmer. What's it's that? where um, you mix half tea and half lemonade. And oh. I always do it with sweet tea. And so you can do it without sweet tea, but then it just tastes like dirty water to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I need the sweet Extra tea. Extra unsweet tea here is... No, I'm not a fan. No, no, Ugh. me neither. Have tea or have sweet tea? Yeah. No, it's, no. yeah. Don't get it. I, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I am a sweet tea fan, but I'm a sweet person. I, I love sugar. And so you have lemonade and sweet tea and you do like a half and half. Mm. It's so good. You got to try it. Okay, I'll have to try I had that. one on the way over here. <laughs> yeah, I did. They're that and, good, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and so wherever I go, it's like, yeah, I'll take an Arnold Palmer because he's a golfer that t- um, had a brand of tea lemonade drinks. And so that's why they call it Arnold Palmer. Interesting. So mm-hmm. he's just attached his name forever to it. Mm-hmm. That's some good branding. Yeah, that is. He's an old golfer. Like if you look up Arnold Palmer, like one of the best golfers in the world oh, really? who just happened to drink tea and lemonade mixed together and it turned into a thing for him so good on him that's Mm -hmm. that's a cool thing when when you can monetize your own uh your own habits Mm -hmm. you know what i like this i'm gonna sell it right yeah if you go to Publix, they have it in the can arnold palmer like i'm gonna have to look when i go to Publix. yeah yeah look it up look it up it's so good i have like i basically visit Publix once a day it's not good i just i can't batch order for some reason in america i'm terrible at buying for like the next four days mm-hmm. or like the next five days. I'm, I just, 
I don't do it here for some reason, which is stupid because everything's so far away. Exactly. Like Publix is a, at best, a half an hour round trip. I'm like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. There's a Publix five minutes from my house and I'm there. I have to pass by it to go home. And it's like, oh, I got to stop and get this. Mm. I got to stop and get that. My son's like, mommy, whenever, when it, whenever we're in this lane, we're going to the store. I'm like, is it that obvious? <laughs> He's <laughs> and, got your systems down. Yes. He said it three days ago. He's like, whenever we're in this far lane, I know we're stopping at Publix. And I'm like, you're right. We're stopping at Publix. <laughs> my boy. And he just like, mom, do we have to stop at Publix again? Like, why couldn't you get what you needed today, yesterday when we stopped? And I'm like, I didn't know I needed something else today. And I usually need something every day. And so now um, Instacart is my new yeah. best friend and i'm paying a little bit but i've gotten so much more time back because yeah. i don't have to stop and they go to costco i, I made really? an order i haven't used instacart before oh yeah it, it, it's changing my life because costco is clear across town in fort mm. myers i'm based out of lehigh and costco is 30 40 minutes across town from me and so if i have to go to costco it turns into a thing it turns into an hour and a half at least and then you know if i'm with my son or my niece they've got to try all the samples of course and and all that (laughs) stuff and so it takes a long time then you got to drive all drive the 40 minutes back and then unpack everything and break everything up because you you got all this stuff and when I made my order the other day on Instacart, I ordered it like 11, 15, 12, 40. The lady was knocking on my that door. Fast. Yeah. Wow. She was ready and go and she packed everything. Hmm. I gave her an extra tip. I was like, that was great. And so, <laughs> and I didn't have to go anywhere. I was like, oh, I will never have to set foot at Costco again. Yeah. Because somebody can do it and bring it to the house and it's over. It's always, how can you buy time? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I give my brain now with everything. Like, get my hairdresser to come to my house. I'll pay an extra 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's great. Just bought an hour and a half for $10. Mm -hmm. Whole Foods. My wife, she loves grocery shopping. But the problem is you never, whenever you go to Whole Foods, you go to buy one or two things and you walk out with a cart. Exactly. You know, and now you've just, you know, it's a half an hour drive to Mercado, half an hour drive back, plus like loitering and wandering. Now she just does it all on the app, doesn't mm-hmm. overbuy, and you know I think it's ten, maybe fifteen dollars. But I'm like, you just save two hours of your day. Exactly, exactly. And time is so precious to me. I tell people, and I don't know if you know this, but I lost my husband um, at 32 years old to cancer, Ooh. and that's how I got into finance. We just happened to get our financial plan done six months before he got diagnosed with cancer, oh. and six months to the day, literally to the day, we got diagnosed with cancer. I was five months pregnant at the time, and so we lost him when our son was six months old, and so time to me is ever since that happened it's super precious Mm. to me and if i can do something that will buy me more time i will absolutely do that and so i didn't know about instacart until my sister uh came back from philadelphia and my cousin was using instacart and she's like hey i gotta run to the store he's like why don't you just instacart and she's like what is this instacart (laughs) what are you a caveman yeah like you're going (laughs) to the store like what and they don't even have bags up there like i when i went to visit the first time my son and i went and we stopped at the the gas station to get a little snack because we got off the plane and we got our rental car and Mm. we wanted a snack and i was like can i have a bag she's like you want a bag for a dollar i was like no I don't want a bag for a dollar. I just want a bag for my item. She's like, we don't have bags. Mm. I'm like, 
what do you mean you don't have bags? She's like, no, we don't have bags here in the state. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to put my stuff in? She's like, you could buy a bag for a dollar. And I'm like, uh, but I, yeah, I didn't, I, that threw me for a loop. And so he's like, yeah, I don't go to the grocery store because I don't want to buy all those bags to bring <laughs> all my stuff back. And so he just Instacarts everything. And so she came down and showed me. I was like, oh. <gasps> I don't have to go to Publix every day. This is amazing. And so people just drop stuff off on our porch and we bring it in and it's fantastic. And then I'll think of, okay, I need, I didn't put this one thing on the Instacart and now I have to go to the store and get that one thing because it's not cost efficient to get that one thing for somebody to go and get it and bring it. And so my son now, he knows about Instacart. He said, why can't we just Instacart it? Do we have to stop at the store again today? It's like, listen, it's just going to be real quick. It really is. And it never is. I always end up spending a hundred bucks or something because I'm Mm. walking around. Is there anything else so I don't have to come tomorrow? And then I end up having to go tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's how they do it. So they don't have plastic bags now in Philly. No. That's cool. Australia did that probably four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a smart move because even from it's good for the environment, but it's also good for the like we have we call it Coles and Woolworths are the two big ones. Oh yes. Yeah, not K O H L S. We have C O L E S, which is our supermarket. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like four years ago, it's it is funny how where if something is cost efficient, they'll always market it with the uh like the, I guess the philanthropic value, like, oh, we're getting rid of plastic because plastic's bad for the environment. It's like, if it was cheaper to have plastic, you guys would have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it, it was like one of those great win-wins where it's like, they don't have to produce plastic bags anymore. And if you wanted, you, could, you, you can buy those bags for like a dollar as well in Australia, but you end up, you know, it's you buy one and you bring it back with you next time and fill it up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like it's you're not buying a plastic bag that then you throw out anyway. You're buying um, an actual tote bag. Right, right. <clears throat> and that's what she was trying to offer me was a tote mm. bag. That's like, I, didn't, I never remember I didn't to even, take him. Yeah, no, I, I would never. <laughs> I'm one of those people that will just like, oh, I got to stop by the store really quick and not mm. have any tote bags. And then bags you thought like, me. I'll have like five or six in my boot, which is a trunk in America, mm-hmm. in my boot, we call it. But... Then we get into the the, this, the grocery shop, and as soon as we start shopping, we're like, duh, you're in the car. Right, right. And I'll buy another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, because it's like, do I want to walk all the way out there? And no. Get it? No. And so, what made you come from Australia to here? The wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, long distance doesn't work that well. Oh, okay. So Was she born here? Born in West here? Virginia. She grew up in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, she wanted to visit Bali, and I wanted to go to Bali completely. I didn't know she existed. She didn't know I existed. Mm-hmm. Stayed at the same house by chance. I told her, you know, we hung out for six days. I wasn't interested at all. Um, it was one of those scenarios. I was like, this chick's a snob. Oh, no. <laughs> I always tell her that. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you were a snob when I met you. She's like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because she was so close to Australia and, you know, what I hear almost every American say, like, oh, I've always wanted to go to America. I said to her, I'm like, you're five hours away. When you go, if you go back to America, you're then 26 hours of travel time away. It's unlikely it's going to happen because right. there, something will pop up. There'll always be a reason, like, especially for Americans, I think traveling 26 hours is preposterous. It's a lot. Whereas Australia is like anything less than 10 hours. We're like, that's, that's really close. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. We're just so used to it. 
you know from if we go to europe 20 hours flight if we go to america it's a minimum 14 hours if, you, if you're going to la it's 14 that's the first stop so i said to her i'm like you're so close just come visit for 12 days and you know go back to bali and then go back home she's like, all right and she just never left <laughs> wow yeah so it was it was wild um yeah went through a lot of things i remember back in 2019 when i asked her dad for his permission to marry her it was funny because one of his questions was uh promise me can you promise me that you'll move to america i was like no you know I, like so many things happen i can't promise you that i will be in one country or the other um and he goes, well, what happens if for some reason everything shuts down and we can't get to it? This is like September 2019. In my head, I'm like, this guy, when's that ever going to happen? Right. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. And, well, six months later, COVID. Right. <laughs> and the, like, everything shut down. Yeah. They couldn't get to her. Yeah. I was like, did he know something? Right. <laughs> huh. That's a funny and I question on, to I have, ask. I have it on video, too. So, like, I have proof that it was a legitimate question. And it's just. Yeah. Wow. What oh, happens so this if the world shuts like, down and I can't get to it? Okay, bro. <laughs> and I bet you couldn't fathom anything like that happening. Oh, no, my God. We couldn't fathom that in February or March until right. like the day after it happened. Mm -hmm. And then we were confused. And then were, you all were in Australia at that time? Yeah. So we were in Australia. Stace and I were in Australia. So we were there when uh, America was kind of losing its mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, lockdowns, COVID's rampant. Um, we being an island, we could just shut down. No one could get in and out. Um, we also have a lot less tourists. So you know how like no one really shut down until three months into being like, what's happening over in China? Mm -hmm. So America has, I think, 10 to 12 times the amount of tourists as we do. So America was never going to get on top of it. You know, like it's just, it's not possible. Right. Whereas Australia, it was, we could just shut down sort of went into lock, like a harsh lockdown for about a couple of weeks, maybe three, four weeks, um, opened back up. It was like zero cases were a normal thing, like cases, not even deaths. Mm -hmm. um, so we were over in Australia when, you know, it, it, I use it like uh, the analogy is like, you know, rich people when they're on one side of the fence and then looking at, you know, a poor area and they're looking over the fence going like, ugh, look how bad they operate and how this, that. It's like, well, you're not in the environment. Australia was kind of doing that. We'll like, you know, look at over there and how bad they're handling it. And look how good we're, just do what we're doing. It's like completely different environment. Right. That Stace got pregnant. I got my visa. She got her visa. And then within 12 weeks, we moved over here. And I was also okay moving over here. One for a family, but being around her family for the new Bob. But also... I could see the problem brewing in Australia where I was like, this is a virus. No one's going to contain it. And if they think they can, like, going from zero cases to 100 cases is terrifying. Really? Versus, well, you got to think it's all retrospective. Yeah. It's, it's all, uh, sorry, comparative. It, zero cases to 100 is terrifying. Whereas in a Florida, going from 10,000 to 15,000, you're like, eh, whatever. Right. It's not that bad. Right. You know? Right. A friend of mine over in the UK, he was talking about the cases over there. I was like, that we have 50,000 cases right now. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah, we've got 30 cases. And I don't know. I was yeah. like, we've got 50,000 cases as of yesterday. <laughs> and he's like, what? I, we were having more deaths <laughs> 
as a state than his mm. whole country. Yeah. And when with us, the way it happened is my son went on spring break in school. He was in second grade. <laughs> he went on spring break and never went back. Never went back. I still homeschooled. This is our final week of homeschooling for yeah. fourth grade. And he has asthma. And so we were terrified. The kids mm. didn't go anywhere for eight months. Yeah. And my sister and brother-in-law and their daughter and my son and I, we all quarantined together at my house. And my sister, who is a traveling nurse, she traveled in the midst of COVID. She was helping people. And her and my aunt were nurses. And what they've had to live through is something unimaginable for most of us and so while we were my brother-in-law and I were kind of staying home and tag teaming the kids and everything and I called my uncle the first week that they said we were going to homeschool through zoom I said what am I supposed to do I am not a teacher I, mm. I, I don't know I'm freaking out and he's like Melody listen we're all trying to figure it out you can do it because I come from a family of teachers I was supposed to be an English teacher but I bucked the system and went into the medical field <laughs> and but now Teaching my son over the past two years and teaching my niece, teaching her how to read has been one of the, it's been hard. Teachers, you're worth your weight in gold wherever you are out there. Um, but teaching her how to read and now she's reading on her own. It's like, oh my God, I did that. Mm. And now I'm retiring. I, this is my last year. I'm, re, I'm a retired <laughs> teacher. I'm putting that on a resume if I ever need to put one out. And to know that I helped with that. That yeah. was what I was supposed to do. It, it is exhausting. It's tiring. And people need to pay teachers more money. But it was it was worth it to me to keep both of them safe. Because had my son gotten COVID, it could have been detrimental mm. to him with asthma and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird, though, because, I mean, I'm asthmatic as well. It's controlled now. But when it first came out, it was a respir- res- respiratory Mm-hmm. Um, illness or virus it was weird because as it unfolded it seemed like it affected more cardiovascular related issues than asthma because when I got it I mean I had monoclonal antibodies kicked it in less than 24 hours right it my, was gone right gone when my I was sister like, why are we not talking about this and when we talk about it it's a it's a scam or it's a it's right. a cure non related thing it's like well hold on I I got a fever Saturday night Monoclonal antibodies 11. And I know I, I tested myself. It was positive. Got it at 1 p.m. Sunday. And I was negative. Well, not negative. So I was symptomless 100% by midnight. Mm-hmm. Like 24 hours. Yeah. Go on. My sister and brother-in-law, when they got it, somebody didn't test for Christmas. <laughs> and the whole house got it. And mm. I was supposed to go up to visit. And I didn't because somebody got it and then my niece got it then my sister then my brother-in-law they got the antibodies within 24 hours my sister said she was feeling much much better Mm -hmm. and so i stayed here they were in georgia i stayed here somehow got it like i have a hand washing station in my trunk like i don't know how (laughs) i got it i really don't i wash my hands i have gloves my mask and everything well it's travels by air yeah and so somehow some way i got it my son didn't though and i went to schedule my antibodies and they shut it down that day that Mm. i tested positive and i'm like oh no it was the worst two weeks of my life two weeks i had i not been vaccinated i believe i would have been one of those people in Mm. the hospital absolutely 100 percent and to the point where i had to have my grandmother come pick up my son because i couldn't get up and even make food 
for myself, <laughs> let yeah. alone food for him. And I'm pretty sure he didn't want to eat warmed up chicken soup from the can <laughs> for for two weeks. And so that's that's kind of how it worked out for me. So I went to, looking for the antibodies, but yeah. they had it stopped them by that time. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know, it's, it doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. I know when I got it, Stace was kind of, she was bragging about how she didn't have it. She's like, I'm around you all the time and I haven't got it. Three weeks, four weeks later, she gets hit by it. Mm-hmm. Completely unrelated to me. <clears throat> it was like the, it, it seemed like it hit me first. I jogged it off, and then the rest of the family got it around the Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And um, it was interesting to see the ones that didn't move around were the ones that got hit for longer. Mm-hmm. So the more you let it hit you, and I know like this is just anecdotal, but the more you sort of mentally let it hit you it lingered a lot more. Mm-hmm. So like I was like, nah, I'm going to kick I'm going to kick this. And yes, I had the monoclonals, that probably that definitely helped, but you know, I was like, nah, I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Gone. Father-in-law, same thing, he's like, nah, I'll be fine. Jogged it off, you know, a couple <laughs> of days later. My wife, my mother-in-law, the more that they uh, be like, oh, I feel so bad, I like would say how bad they kept feeling. It just lingered and lingered and lingered and lingered. Because yeah, I was definitely saying how bad <laughs> mm. I felt. Well, have you heard of nocebo effect? No. So, it, you know the placebo effect. If yeah. I, you know, if I um, think I'm fine, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. The opposite happens with it called a nocebo effect, which is if you think you're sick, your body makes you sick. And they've done it with, oh, what was it, this one guy, he went to a... a uh, like a drug trial so like some people gets the tests uh, the sugar pills some people get the actual pills and he goes into the doctor because he accidentally had a couple of them and he's freaking out he's like i had too many of the pills i've got this this and like you know he's got all these pains you can feel everything all these problems um his liver was causing problems as well because it was that was potentially one of the side effects was liver failure and so he, his body's experiencing all these problems even on a biological level the doctor ends up, the, the other guy who was testing comes in. He goes, dude, you're the sugar pill te- like group. You didn't mm-hmm. take anything. You just took a bunch of sugar. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh. And then obviously because now he's like, oh, I'm fine. He's fine. Everything's starting to get better. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's, even if, like people have been misdiagnosed, like the doctors brought in the wrong papers in the past being like, hey, you have cancer of the bowel or something like that. That reality ends up making them have the symptoms and actually the shutting down of that of their bowel. Wow. The, the brain is that powerful that it can create illnesses if you genuinely believe you have it. Oh, my goodness. Because I'm going to have to really consider that because I am hyper vigilant because my husband died of abdominal cancer. Mm. And it was a very rare, only seven other people in the country were fighting it at the time he was oh, fighting wow. it. Yeah, very super rare. Usually people between the age of... You know, if they're younger than five or older than 70 is the age group of people that was fighting the cancer that he got. Mm. And so when he got it and we were in Moffitt Cancer Center, they're like, yeah, this is very rare. Um, the fact that you're 31 fighting this is it is even rarer. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so now I'm hyper vigilant about 
you know, if my son has a stomach ache, if he has mm. anything like that, I'm like, listen, you got to let me know if your stomach is hurting because I I need to know. And yeah. so I'm hyper vigilant when it comes to thinking about cancer and stuff like that. So I'm going to have to research yeah. that and stuff like the that. The nocebo effect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very, it's a fascinating one because it, it just shows you the power of the mind mm-hmm. and how, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard of other um, case studies where people like they believe themselves into getting better and i know it sounds so hokey but you know it's it's just that 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 will like your your brain creates a reality for you um that yeah people can literally make themselves actually sick by focusing it's like germaphobes right germaphobes are usually the sickest people yes but if you're avoiding something so much how can you be so sick from it Mm -hmm. Uh, that's obviously i mean there's a combination of because they're constantly spraying everything that they never build up autoimmune uh, system that's strong but yeah there's a, there's a lot of a lot of stuff behind that i am gonna research that thank mm. you that's super interesting never thought i'd learn something like that doing something <laughs> like this wow and so i'll definitely like and i because of what happened with my husband, I learned that it's time to, it, it took me a minute to get past that. And this August will be 10 years that he's been gone. Mm. And I said, okay, I was sad for a very long time. Now it's time for me to move out of that. And I think the person that I am now helps me move out of that and think about, you know, you only get one of these lives. Life yeah. is urgent. You got to live it to the best of your abilities and to do what you love to do. And I can't be thinking about, you know, cancer and sickness and yeah. making sure uh, my son goes to every... He had a doctor's appointment yesterday because he's, he's got a cough. But to not make his life miserable because I'm terrified that something may be coming um, down the pipe for him and then he gets all nervous that yeah. something is wrong. It and creates neurosis. Like and, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a tricky thing. And I mean, I've never experienced loss like that. It's this hard thing where it's, what is it? In nature, nothing means anything. Like nothing means anything. Meaning that, you know, we, we you see... Uh, nothing makes sense sorry so like nothing's good or bad if something's good or bad that's the only that's a human structure of putting that on um and when things are but beautiful things end it's like it's that hard journey of accepting it and I, you can learn from it and like this is me speaking outside of your your um husband but in anything that's bad like i know when my grandfather passed away and my other grandparents passed away it was like it was tough but i was like i need to process it and accept it as quick as i can because otherwise yeah i mean i'll hold on to it and exactly and it it builds fear you know it absolutely does and a friend of mine he called it was three days after we lost him and a friend of mine called me and he said hey how are you doing how is he doing and i'm like uh he didn't make it things like that and he's like listen i know this is hard he's like but you have got to deal with this as soon as you can he's Mm -hmm. like because if you don't seven years will go by and you'll be like what happened and mm. i was like oh no it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine that's exactly what happened yeah and when the seven year anniversary came up i was like oh my god has it been seven years what it? and i look around and i'm like what have i been doing 
with my life. What have I accomplished in these past seven years? And it was basically, it was basically nothing. And that is when I decided to, okay, Melody, you've got to learn how to talk to people. You've got to learn how to grow your business. You've got to learn how to, um, put your passions out there and put your best face forward. And so the past three years, this is the person that I've been working on. Mm. And so when my family looks at me, they're like, well, you're just the same old melody, but the people in my networking group or the people in my Primerica office, they know how far I've, I've come because I was the quiet person in the back of the room who I was the last one to get there. First one to leave. So I didn't have to talk to anybody. (laughs) And, and now I'm the president of that networking group, mm. and I'm in the forefront of that group. And in my Primerica office, I was afraid to just, hey, you know, silence your cell phones and do that intro speaking and things like that. But then I would do two-hour Saturday trainings in front of the room. And so I've grown as a person in those past three years because at year seven, I realized that I was stuck in that in that sadness. I was stuck in that space. And doing cake helped me pull out of it when I'm stressed out or anything like that. My sister, have you baked anything recently? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? No, I haven't. I and so, <laughs> Right. And so that's kind of how I got pulled back into it because it was always a stress reliever mm. for me. And if I'm stressed out and she's like, yeah, have you baked anything? And nope. Let me let me get on that. And then I would do it and it would taste good. And I'd either take it to Sunday dinner or we'd have a meeting at the office and I'd I'd put um, I'd bring something to the office for people to taste. And and that's what because what am I going to do with all this cake? First of all, I can't <laughs> eat it all myself. And so that's how I got my outlet out. And then when we lost our mom last year, I said, if there's any, is there anything I would regret? If something happened to me, what would I regret? And my only regret, and it came up instantly. My only regret is that I didn't give Sweet Melodies a fighting chance because Mm. I loved it so much. Why didn't I go after what I loved? And so now that's what I'm here to do. Beautiful. So it taught, it taught you I guess, yeah, it seems like you've learned the biggest lessons and I guess it, it's normal too, but from the biggest losses. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And my mom, she was an amazing woman, funny. Um, I, I get a lot of my humor from her. And when we lost her, I'm like, huh, because she was in the hospital and she was doing better and improving. And then in three days, she was gone. Yeah. And so I said, huh. Something could happen to me where I could take a turn. Anything could happen. You know, car accident, whatever. And I said, is is there anything I would regret? And it was Sweet Melodies came up. It's like you love it too much to just have it on a shelf somewhere. So Mm. it's time time to go after it. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, you're very good at it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've, I've been, yeah, I put a lot of time into it on and off since, uh, since 2009. Mm. And what flavors haven't worked? The worst one I did, I make a great lemon curd. 
But I pair. Oh, oh, talk dirty to me. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I love lemon curd. Lemon, <laughs> lemon is my personal favorite. Now I love chocolate. I could eat chocolate all day. But See, I'll eat lemon curd with a spoon. Yeah, me too. Oh. Me too. Because that's how that's how good it is. Yeah. And um, I put like a key lime lemon something together, mm. and it just didn't work because of the. You would think lemon lime kind of would go together, but that key lime. And lemon, it was a bit too much, a bit too sour, mm-hmm. a bit too, you know how you get all cheeky in the back of your throat right here with the lemon oh, sourness yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. It was a bit, that was a bit too much. Um, that one guy had got me all self-conscious about the, mm. m- my midnight chocolate. Midnight chocolate. Yeah, I know, I Come know. On. But now I'm all self-conscious about it. <laughs> it's like asking someone who hates rock music, what do you think of my rock music? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so, and he got up in, in, in front of the meeting and everybody and told him how bad, told everybody <laughs> Jeez. And I was like, you know what? Thank you for your constructive criticism. I appreciated that all the while I'm dying inside. <laughs> and, um, but um, that was... But the, the, the lemon and key lime, now I don't do both together. You can mm-hmm. have one or the other, and it works. But my lemon cake with a lemon uh, curd in the middle with a lemon buttercream, that tastes good because mm-hmm. the lemon buttercream, it's not so lemony yeah. because the curd takes over. But that's, uh, that's one of the best flavors. But something that's uh, been quite terrible, nothing's been terrible. It's just... Mm. Well, I mean, in like the testing yeah. process where it's like you like in your head, you're hypothesizing this would be great and this would be great. And then you have it and you're like, not great. Not oh. going not gonna to make that. Macarons. Macar- I've tried my They hand. are hard to make. Yes. Oh, and but so good. Right. They, they're, they're <laughs> terrible. I almost killed my sister with macarons. <laughs> okay. Because before I knew they were a thing, I was at, um, where was I? Uh, I was at uh, the one off of Coconut Point, the mall there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Miramar. Mm-hmm. And I was walking around shopping and everything, and I saw this little cookie place, and I was like, oh, I love these cookies. And I tried one. I was like, these are amazing. Let me buy 30. <laughs> they just melt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I go to my sister's job, and I was like, you've got to taste these cookies. And my sister is allergic to nuts. <laughs> I, I had Red no. Red flag. <laughs> right. I had no idea they were made out of almond flour. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I, t- <laughs> I, she tastes the cookies. She's like, oh, these are amazing. And she eats like three of them, because you know, they're kind of small. <laughs> And I go home. Of course, I look up a recipe to make macarons. And I see that they're made out of almond flour. And I'm like, I call her. And I was like, are you okay? She's like, I'm about to cough up a lung. I'm in the emergency room. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God. They're made out of almonds. Don't do that. Don't do that. I said, I'm on my way. And every time I think about macarons i think about how i almost killed my sister <laughs> and so i made the first batch was a vanilla mm. and perfect amazing every batch after that has been a terrible failure really? abysmal failure so i just beginner's luck yeah yeah i don't know and i thought i oh yeah now i could do different colors different flavors every single time it's a utter disaster and i was making something an australian um dessert for a friend of mine pavlova no yeah. oh everyone, yeah everyone botches them my aunt tried to oh, sorry my aunt-in-law is that the thing mm-hmm. she tried to make me one and so generous like she's like you know it was this thing of it was christmas she's like i made the australian dessert i'm like oh this is not gonna be good <laughs> it's so hard to make yes and like i'm brutally honest mm-hmm. like brutally not like, I'll, I'll tell you how it is mm-hmm. and she, also it's her like she loves like 
I don't know, she's a sucker for pain, like emotional pain. Mm -hmm. She's like, how'd you think? What'd you think about it? I was like, mm. <laughs> I mean, because what do you say? It's like it, that meringue so on top. Aussie, Aussies don't even make it. Right. We go to the we go to Woolworths. We buy the the meringue because mm -hmm. we're like, we're not making that. Right. And then we'll just put the stuff in. We'll put mm -hmm. the fruit and everything. We're like, all right, there you go. There's your pavlova. Right. It's so hard. It is. It oh. is. And I took a class on how to make the meringue and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And the cake part underneath it or something. Yeah. Like the spongy was, part. Yeah. yeah. It, it was one of the worst things I've ever done because that was burnt. Yeah. But that, um, the, the meringue on top wasn't mm -hmm. done all the way. And I'm like, how did that happen? But the middle that happened to meet up in the right spot, it tasted amazing. But it was like I... Just make Pavlova middles. Yeah. I had, I had to laugh at how bad it yeah. actually was. And so I've had some, I've had some, a few failures with not necessarily cake flavors, but if when I've tried to expand beyond cake... Mm -hmm. Yeah. But think back to your first cake. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've improved a little bit. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you see my first cake and then you see the cake that I made this past weekend, you're like, oh, that's a totally different person. But um, I, I know, I realize that I also, I'm going to stay in my lane. I mm. know what my lane is. What about tarts? Because I am a sucker for lemon tarts. Mm -hmm. Like in, in Australia, we have this place called Pie Face and they predominantly sell meat pies and a couple of different other things mm -hmm. and they have these lemon curd tarts mm -hmm. oh like you know how usually it's like the, the tart and then it's flat yes not these ones mm -hmm. oh. oh like you you'll buy it like the tart is probably this tall like mm -hmm. you know what's at half an inch but then the curd part is a good solid inch it just oh, wow. it mounds and i'm like oh every time i walk past them I have to get one. Uh, you're challenging me now. I'm going to have to start. I am. This is okay. a subtle challenge. Mm -hmm. I watch uh, like on Pinterest and um, on uh, Instagram mm -hmm. and YouTube. I go into a YouTube rabbit hole with, uh, oh. with baking and things like that. Yeah. And I love watching people make tarts. I love when they dip them and they mm. have they put the tarts on on top and well the and cupcake version like it, mm -hmm. like they're that size like mm -hmm. too big of a tart too much mm -hmm. but those more like those little snackable ones oh uh, i think you could open like that would be a little side like your cupcakes and you got your i don't know cup tarts <laughs> it's gonna be a thing yeah it's gonna be a thing i'm, I'm gonna go home because once something's in my brain right. i have to get it out i'm of so it. glad i planted that yeah. i'll be i'll be a guinea pig oh. Listen, I'm gonna call you. My first one out is like Blake. Hey, listen, I'm gonna have you try my lemon tart, and it'll it'll be lemon for you. Oh man, because I remember back when we worked, I worked at a bar, and there was some drinks and that they had where they required lime curd and lemon curd. Mm -hmm. I would just, you know, how they have like the fancy what is it, that triangle thing where they mm -hmm. and they squeeze it out. I would just. <laughs> Straight in the mouth. That, that's how my sister, my key lime buttercream, my sister, like, she's going to get, um, she's going to go into a diabetic coma one day, <laughs> just eating the, she's like, are you finished with your key lime buttercream? Yeah, I'm done with it. And she just takes it and just eats it with a spoon. And then she's like, it's so good. And that's what she wanted for her, for her baby shower, too. And she's right. like, man, I don't want anything but your key lime cupcakes. I'm like, oh, okay. And so when I, when we got back home, she was just like eating the mm. rest of it. And so. It's just so good. It's like. Yes. I don't know. There's something about like, and it's lemon. It's only lemon curd. I couldn't get on the lime. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get into it. But it's funny because 
I used to hate everything lemon ta- like tasting, but mm-hmm. lemon curd just made me now. It's like I love everything lemon. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, it's good. It's mm. good. I also make a passion fruit curd. Oh, I, stop it. I put that <laughs> when I cuz passion fruit only come around once a year and I get them from Whole Foods mm. and everything. And the last time it was passion fruit season a couple of months ago, I I met the person here at the one in Naples and I said, "Listen, I do you have passion fruit? I heard you have passion fruit." <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, "Hey, I'm, like I'm an addict." Like an addict. Passion back and like like, "Where's your passion fruit? I heard you have passion fruit here." And um because I would buy them all out and make like a huge bucket of passion fruit curd. And he's like, well, "What are you going to do with it?" I was like, "Oh, I'll make a, a delicious passion fruit." He's like, "Passion fruit curd? I've never heard of that." It is so like if you love passion fruit mm. like this is the thing for you okay. and um i would make some i dip apples in it and i would put them it passion fruit curd in the lemon cake actually tastes pretty good and make okay. like a citrus cake or something like that's amazing amazing and so that's those are the two curds that i do make is a lemon curd and a passion fruit curd because both of them i would just sit there and gobble up and really? basically get diabetes and <laughs> Is that vegan and gluten-free? Because my wife is gluten intolerant and vegan. And mm-hmm. if you had a passion fruit curd, you'll have to hit me up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is vegan. That is, mm-hmm. I can make it vegan because I made a, um, I made a passion fruit tart for a friend of mine in the group, mm. in the Master Networks group, that is vegan. And when I did my first showcase, I was making everything and I was like, oh, I don't have anything for my friend who's vegan. What am I going to do? And I looked up, passion fruit tart on my um on uh pinterest and things like that and so i changed some things around and and made it vegan for her and she's like melody i've never tasted anything like this before in my life and i was like is that good is that bad <laughs> <laughs> she's like no it's the best thing ever i was like oh okay you are really self-conscious yeah. with your food yeah i you? am i am i am i said please let me know oh my god oh my god and um she's like no it's one of the best things i've ever tasted and i was like oh this is now Beautiful. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Uh-huh. And so it, it's great. It's great. And I am working on... Do you have the seeds in it or do you like... No, I personally hand strain it. Really? I, yeah. I hand... It is a labor of love. And one passion fruit has like this much juice. It's like, it's not even mm. a lot of juice. Like maybe enough to make it to this line yeah. right here. So you need like five or six of them. And That's each true. one is 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, and every time so, I eat like a passion fruit, you know, like mm-hmm. the classic cut it in half, scoop it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is all seed. Yeah, it uh, is. You know, there's there's barely anything in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I get five or six of them together and hand strain it and push mm. that juice over and over My and over. My dad would appreciate that. He has like mm-hmm. this weird disgust for passion fruit seeds mm-hmm. like just he'll see him like, really yeah <laughs> it's it mm-hmm. absolutely hate and they don't, wife, sm- they don't s- smell great when you open them up the, it's a, the the smell is not you wouldn't think it would taste good because it's like i kind of noticed yeah it's it's a very the smell is not like if i didn't know any better that this mm. juice was gonna be the nectar of the gods no way <laughs> would i <laughs> Eat passion fruit, but my um. Oh, how are we on time? Are we we're okay? fine. Yeah. I, if you just see me checking the cameras, I'm just <laughs> checking they're still running. Oh, okay. that's all it is. I'm a um, one man show here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm no. I'm like okay. juggling two cameras, lighting <laughs> this, talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Right. I'm like, oh. a, I'm like a clown with a juggling. Yeah. Yeah, just making sure all the balls stay in the uh, air. Yeah, but, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So if you see me look, don't worry. I'm just like, all right, we're still good. We can still go. Oh, okay. 
okay. Um, but, but it has been an hour and a half. No way. I told you, time flies, man. <gasps> yeah, you're so good at this. Hey, it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But, um... But yeah, no, as far as passion fruit is concerned, I, I, yeah, you need five or six of them to make like a, just a little small pot of curd. And that's why I don't make it a lot because it's super expensive. Mm. And um, that means if I spent $60 on passion fruit to make the curd, a dozen would be a hundred dollars or something crazy. And so it's, um, so I just use it for special occasions or if I just want to eat some myself. <laughs> it's um that's basically what I use it for cuz I was going to do some for the meeting one time and I saw yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, no. It just wasn't cost effective. Nah. Spend 100 bucks on passion fruit to to, to It's just so good though. It is. It is. Next time I make some, I'll absolutely. Oh, um, please hit me you. up. Hit yeah. me up. <laughs> absolutely. I'll put some in a jar for you. It's like, here's a jar of passion fruit curd and try it. Mm. It's um, it's super well, good. Well, that's one thing even stays. I think once when you visited maybe the Tuesday group, you brought like a little example where it was like the a, it was like a jar and then like sponge or different layers mm-hmm. of cake. I remember Stace, if you make something aesthetically pleasing, she'll buy it. Like mm-hmm. this woman is like <laughs> the amount of time she's like, can we just buy it because it's so aesthetic? I'm like, you don't even know if it tastes good. Right. Just, but it looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was blown away by how aesthetic that was. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Know? you. And even everything to get like she was raving and um, she's like is this vegan i'm like no she's like ah mm-hmm. <laughs> right and i'm that came out of trying to sell cupcakes in florida it, mm-hmm. it, you just year round no matter what i did they would they would melt and i would have to carry four and five coolers anytime i were to, to go and sell something and so i was like huh cupcakes in a jar I should i should put them in something like i mm. should put them in a jar and I found those little plastic because I just didn't want a regular mason jar because yeah. that was that's glass and you know people would throw that away. I think that's a huge waste. And so I went. Hunting. You got you got access to hippie market. Mm-hmm. Stace never throws out those things. Like we have so mm-hmm. many jars in our cupboards. I'm like, can you can you stop? You have mm-hmm. a problem. She goes, but I might use it one day. I'm like, you what? said that about fifty glasses ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. And I'm I'm the same way. Because if I see a good container, I was like, oh, we may need that. And so because I'm also a crafty person. I love making crafts and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, I, some stuff you I have things in my garage that I've had probably 10 years, but I won't, <laughs> but I won't let go. And so I said, well, I got to make a product that won't melt. And if it melts, it's all melting together and getting gooey and, and mm. nice or something like that. And that's easily stackable. And that's where the cake jars came from, because I, I needed to do something. We were having an event uh, for Master Networks, and I was raising money for a um for a charity and i i did give some to the charity by the way and uh it was i needed it to it was dead summer you Mm. know last year when we did something it was dead summer and so i needed to make sure that they could stay cool and um, people could eat them yeah Mm. is that a product now as well for you like do you sell them as a is it mm-hmm. a cake jar? What would you yes. call it? It's a cake jar. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a cake jar. And I I sell them by the dozen because they're labor intensive. Yeah. So you can't just like order one or two. Yeah. You have to order 12. And they're $8 a jar. But, and they come in vanilla. They come in, um, I call it my chocolate royale, which is like my triple chocolate, uh, red velvet, lemon, um, peanut butter and jelly if you love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches i have a peanut butter um 
I have a uh, a vanilla cupcake with either strawberry or raspberry mm. uh, filling on the inside with a peanut butter buttercream. So you bite into it and it tastes like a, a decadent peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. So good. And so that's a flavor. And um, my my sister likes that flavor because she used to, I used to pay her a dollar to make all of our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> and so that one's for her. And um, I also have like a Reese's cup with uh, chocolate cake and just peanut butter buttercream and then chocolate, Reese's chocolate pieces on the inside of it. Again, so good if you like peanut butter. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I have like little kind of funny names for them all and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I also specialize in my cupcake bouquet. Those are my favorite because my dad called one time when I posted my first one. And he's like, when did you get into flower arranging? I'm like, no, dad, they're cupcakes. And so these cupcakes look like flowers for people. Mm. And those are the ones I spend my most time on when it comes to the decorating part of it. Because people will get them and they're like, oh, this is so great. Thank you. And then my friend is like, hey, when are you going to open the cupcakes? And the lady was like what cupcake? <laughs> she's like, the bag, you told me to bring the cake. I brought this. And she's like, oh, I thought you forgot about the cake. I didn't know what we were going to do. He's like, no, <laughs> open the bag. And then when she opens the bag, you can smell the mm. the buttercream and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, I totally thought you got me flowers for my birthday. And so, and then so they taste good and they're pretty. Those are the things that I really, really enjoy making because those go over well they bring the most joy and um, if you want to give somebody a basket of flowers instead of them just dying mm. they'll taste good for yeah you. do you have do you have a shop front or is it just not no at the moment? i don't i work under the cottage food law um out of my home i'm looking to expand that to mm. get into a place for people to either come i am a custom cake artist i'm not like a bakery where you just go in, I'll have that, that, and that, and that, mm-hmm. and walk out. And so when people call me, they think that's what I am. But yeah. I, I'm not. I'm more of a custom couture cake artist. Because I can see you being like, there's a farm back in West Virginia, and they just, they're known for their apple cider. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. But, I mean, they do this, they do it once a month, I think, and they have seasonal apple ciders so based on whatever apple i didn't realize there were so many apple types by the way like it's incredible Mm -hmm. but they would have apple cider specific to whatever the season is Mm -hmm. they sell them gallons on pre-sale they don't even like because they've got such a name locally they they don't even they announce all right we're put taking pre-orders boom they batch them all and then like i'm talking like crates of gallons it's Mm -hmm. it's wild but I can see that being like with you in terms of if you had some sort of a shop front and it was like some sort of exclusivity where you could have like a certain, um, what do you call it? Like the cupcakes, those ones you can have seasonal stuff mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, you pre-order for Saturday and then we'll have some left over for walk-ins. I could see that being super popular in this area. Yes, I do something like that for Valentine's Day, for Mm -hmm. Mother's Day, 
those are kind of like my Super Bowl, especially Valentine's Day. I'll put out, okay, this is the bouquet for Valentine's Day. And then people pre-order that and then I make them. I get no sleep. <laughs> and because everything is as fresh as possible. Yeah. And so for three days, basically, I get no sleep while I'm making all of them. And then I deliver on um, Valentine's Day for everybody. And I also do that for Mother's Day. And oh, so you deliver as well? Oh, yes. I, I hand deliver. Really? Mm-hmm. Everything. You want that? What, what about them? Come pick it up. I Since I do it out of my home, oh, I don't have true. people come yeah. to my home. Not that I don't trust your people, but... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason yeah, I do the podcast at the right. home. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly right. And so I, I, I deliver. It's also just a part of my service. It's also built into the price, So, mm. um, which may not be the case <laughs> with gas prices the way they are yeah. now. And so that I may have to sit down and reevaluate that. But as of right now, it's all um, they get... $10 delivery fee and that's part of the price that comes with it but is there a max radius to that that $10 if yeah. they're in the Cape then it's it's okay. 20 um, if they're in Naples it's 20 but you know Lehigh Fort Myers area that's 10 bucks yeah and so Immokalee is also 20 bucks because that's far out there too <laughs> and um, I have family in Immokalee I go to Immokalee all the time but if it's just for one delivery yeah. then then um, it's 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 20 bucks. I also, people also have to give me a little lead time um, in order to make everything fresh mm. because some people call when it's, oh yeah, I need something like today. And it's like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I am sorry. I am, I am not the one you have to go to Publix. Of, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And some people get upset about that because like, no, I want your stuff, but you don't have anything laying around. It's like, no, I, I, pride myself on making things fresh for mm. you and so I need a little bit of lead time in order in order to do that yeah. because that's what my pride in I don't want to give you something that's old and not fresh and and then you come to me it's like oh your stuff is bad then mm-hmm. I get bad reviews and things like that so I, I I'd rather not get the order than for you not to be happy with my product yeah that's mm-hmm. good it's integrity mm-hmm. right yeah and um because you fully on your own at the moment, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Cause I remember what's I'm all... a one-woman show. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking to hire someone? Because that would alleviate yes. a lot of stress. And they don't have to do... I think I remember you spe- speaking about... Um, it, especially when it comes to food, you don't want the other person doing it wrong. But, I mean, they, I'm sure there's other... Like, at least some avenues that you could out... Not outsource, but you know what I mean? Like, hire someone preparation of some of the ingredients and stuff like that where it's like all right cool on your super bowl game days that would you know you might get a couple hours sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) right right exactly and yes i do eventually want to hire and expand the thing that i have to get over is handing my baby over to somebody and trusting that they're gonna care and love and do it the way that I do it. Um, I've tried to teach a few people what I do. And my downfall with that was I tried to teach them when I needed them. And you can't do that Mm -hmm. when you're under stress. And I'm like, to me, it's super simple. Yeah. And because you always end up going, I'll just do it. Exactly. That doesn't help anyone. No. doesn't it, help them, doesn't help you. Exactly, because they feel bad that it's not good, and, and yeah. I'm rushing them to try to, because the one time I did that, I'm like, listen, it's a swirl. Like, it's a swirl. Just mm. swirl it. 
And that's hard. Yeah. It's, it's like a painter going, oh, you just do this and it becomes a nice, perfect circle. Right. It's the oh, Mona yeah, Lisa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And I'm just like, listen, all you have to do is just swirl. And she's like, okay. And so I go and I start doing something else and I'm putting the uh, bouquets together. And I come back and I'm like, no, this is, this is, this is no. Yeah. And, and so she feels bad and then I feel bad and I'm like, I'm sorry, but, and then I have to scrape it off right there and she was right there. I'm like, oh, this mm. is so bad. And so she's like, well, let me try it again. And so she tries it again and they're okay, but they're not sweet melodies, caliber yeah. swirls. And um, because I'm doing all these other complicated flowers and stuff like that and she's just trying to do a swirl and I'm making it look easy and mm-hmm. it's not and so if I hired anybody they would have to have experience already because taking time to train them on each it, it, it would just take too much time so yeah. if I hired somebody they would have to have um, some sort of background in cake decorating or something mm. to and therefore that's when I would if I could see that they could do something simple then that's when I could trust in and kind of because I'm afraid to for a cupcake bouquet to go out and it doesn't look like yeah you know something i would do myself yeah and so it's 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 terrifying it is i i don't know maybe it's just the way my brain is operated like i get excited by the oh, there's something about outsourcing that's exciting and mm-hmm. outsourcing still with quality like now that i've and it's different with like media is different compared to food mm-hmm. but the fact now that i got my editor where i'm mm-hmm. like all right here, I like, like, here's some things I like and I need you to edit. I'm doing something else. And then she's like, hey, I did the edits. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then mm-hmm. sent, you know, even this morning, there was a few things that in the clips she sent me and I was like, hey, just fix this, this, and this. That's fine. And she's like, all right, cool. And she's learning, like, you know, you fail forward just like we do with ourselves. Um, with food though, it's a, it's a, it's a different thing. And I think you're, you're, energy and passion will like the person that you're teaching will want to please you mm-hmm. if that makes sense which is a strength like you know when you're genuinely passionate about it the person who you're teaching just wants to impress you oh wow you know and that's just a natural thing it's when you're you know a bit of a butthole mm-hmm. that people are like and i, I am care. not that no and you're, i'm not you're, and you're, i you don't give me any of those vibes <laughs> no 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 i am not that i am not i i i want people to learn i mm. i am i am the I am a people person now, and I want them to be happy with me and to be happy in my presence. And it's important for me to make sure that I am not hurting their feelings or anything in any way. And if I have a job to do, I have a job to do, and I want to get that done. And so that's why I wouldn't put somebody brand new that's never touched a Mm -hmm. piping bag in that position because... I wouldn't want them to feel bad or feel that way. And the person that I was trying to teach, they were a family member. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you can that, help me that's out. that's tricky. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you can help tricky. me out. And, and she's like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, I love outsourcing. I will outsource everything I could possibly outsource. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trash is outsourced to my son. Or <laughs> <laughs> everybody in my Master Networks group has helped me in some sort of or of, of um, helps me out in some sort of fashion um, because I will outsource everything. And the only thing I don't is this, like my mm. sister doesn't even know my recipes and, mm. and people will ask me, 
It's like, hey, listen, I want to make I make an amazing banana pudding. I don't like anything Ooh. banana, but I love banana pudding. Okay. And my banana pudding is amazing. Again, not just because I make it. It just is. <laughs> it just is. You can't deny facts. Right, yeah. It, it, it just is. And my aunt called me one day and she's like, hey, um, it's your uncle's birthday. And um, I want to just, I want to make him your banana pudding. Can you uh, give me the recipe? And uh, just email me the recipe when you get a chance. Oh. I was like, how Dare you? <laughs> like so colloquial. Just email me. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make it really quick. So just email me your recipe. How dare you? My <laughs> sister doesn't even know. And if my sister doesn't know, that means nobody knows. Because if I shared the womb with her and I don't, <laughs> and she doesn't know, that means she. That means you will not know. If she doesn't know, you will not know. That's great. She <laughs> and shared the womb with you. Yeah, I shared the womb with this person, and she doesn't know my. <laughs> banana pudding recipe and so she made it with me one day and she doesn't i said don't write this down i'm just showing you so you can help me because we had a party or something and it was for her in-laws and i said okay i'll do it for you this time you can help me out with it and so we're making it and we're doubling the recipe and stuff like that so we're putting all the stuff in it's one of the worst things i make for you is mm. my banana pudding don't ask what's in it don't ask how many calories just know <laughs> it's a boatload and it's terrible for you need you. to get for run for a week yeah yeah <laughs> like listen if that's your cheat day you need that that will take over the whole month my banana pudding okay <laughs> if you have one cheat day just you can't cheat for the rest of the month okay <laughs> And so, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And so we're making it. And she's like, oh, is this the double amount of this ingredient? I'm like, no, we need two of these. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, okay. And I take another ingredient. She's like, okay, that's the double amount, right? And she's like, I'm like, no, we have to double this. She's like, no, oh, my God. And then we put another ingredient in. And she's like, is this the double amount? I was like, no, we are doubling everything I'm putting here. She's like, Mel, I'm not eating this anymore. <laughs> She's like, nobody is supposed to eat this. Like, this is terrible. And I'm like, but it's good. And she's like, it's the best thing you make. <laughs> but I didn't know it was this bad for you. I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, but it's so light and airy and fluffy. I was like, yeah, that's the magic that I put into this. <laughs> and um, and she's like, yeah, I will never, I will never eat this again. But every time I make it, she eats a lot of it. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I now got to try it. How big is it? Like, how big is it? Oh, the 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 banana pudding comes in like a pan, like one of those. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a, it's and a that's big, the normal size. Yeah, and you're making double that. Yeah, we made that's a big pudding. Yeah, we made two of those big pans for this event Sheesh. because I made one pan one time and everybody was upset because not everybody <laughs> not everybody got some, so we doubled it. And she's like, "Well, nobody should be eating this." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's this is yeah, what, what it, they do." Yeah, and it's good. She's like, "Well, it's." it's it's amazing and so if you like banana pudding call me too i can i can help you with that too and that's usually if you're having like a a, need a dessert for christmas or something like that besides cake um my family loves banana pudding i was like okay i'll make a good banana pudding and everybody's like hey yeah why haven't you been making this i'm like i just developed it people and so (laughs) now it's one of a family favorites for thanksgiving christmas stuff like that yeah I don't know if I've had banana pudding. 
I feel like I just said blasphemy. (laughs) Okay, yeah. With the lemon curd, the passion fruit curd, banana pudding, I I promise I'll try not to have you gain too much weight. (laughs) And it's like, Blake, I made this. You got to go. I already go to the gym, what, six times a week. I'll have to (laughs) double it to 12. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially after the banana pudding. Just get a spoonful of that and taste it and then be okay with that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll have to do that. Or or I can make you like a little jar of banana pudding. Okay, that can do that. Portion control. Yes. Because my thing is, is like, I'll eat what's in front of me, mm-hmm. but I know that so that I, I've always said like, I don't try and control my habits. I control my environment. It's easier to control your environment than it is your habits. <gasps> you know? That's a good point. Like, I've all, the, the, the analogy I always do, which is like, it's, it's a crass version, but it's like, uh, you know, you know when people buy, they buy junk food and they be like, oh no, I'll, I'll have it there just in case. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Does a man go to a brothel that's mm-hmm. free to, you know, just look around? Yeah, I'm just gonna look around. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how would you feel if you if if you found out like you know your husband did that? You'd be like, excuse me, you take yourself out of the scenario, thank mm-hmm. you, Mister. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's like bad habits of any other nature, it's like I go, oh, I just don't have junk food in the house. They're like, oh, you're one of those healthy people, aren't you? I'm like, no, I'm just. I'm not one of those healthy people. That's why I don't have that junk food there. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, it's the same. Like, oh, you're one of those loyal people, aren't you? <laughs> but no, but that's a fantastic because I blame it on oh my cravings and stuff like that. But it's there. It's there. Yeah, it's there. If yeah. Oreo cookies are there, I'm eating Oreo mm. cookies. If Oreo cookies are not there, hundred percent right, dude. I will eat. I bought. Because I went to Walmart to pick something else up. Saw the like toffee Oreos. I was like. Mm. I'll try it. I'll get it. I'll take it back to the office and, you know, everyone else can have them because whatever. I ate 27 Oreos that afternoon. <laughs> 27. Wow. You know? So when people say to me, like, are you one of those health guys? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. But I just don't put it in front of me right. because it's – you'll always – become the environment you're in. Exactly. And if the environment is Oreos and M&Ms and I devour it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I make the environment where it's like, ugh, I've got water or I've got like uh, capsicum, boring. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I think that's bell pepper you guys call it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my only options. Mm -hmm. And in the moment, it's funny, I am kind of disappointed. But 10 years later, I'm like, I'm glad. I'm glad I've been disappointed the last few years. (laughs) Right, right. Because you're healthier. I went to Georgia this past weekend, last weekend. And um, I, there's this one place that I've always wanted to stop. There's billboards for miles saying this exit, you can buy pecans and fruit and stuff like that. All these different types of old type candies that I grew up with and things like that. And when I was a kid, I was always the one who always wanted to stop there, but I wasn't driving. So therefore, you know, (laughs) I said, hey, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this time I'm driving and I'm like, I've always wanted to stop there. I'm stopping there. And so I stopped there. And they have saltwater taffy. I love taffy. Do you know saltwater taffy? Do you know what taffy mm-hmm. is? It's like a like laffy taffies or something yeah, yeah. like that. I was like, I always enjoy saying that laffy taffy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You have an accent, like a southern accent, I, when you say that. Whenever I say it, like like that's how I say it as a joke. Like mm-hmm. laffy taffy, I'll go laugh taffy. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> It's that's just, there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. That's Laffy right. Taffy. Oh, yeah. I grew up on Laffy Taffy with the jokes in that. Yeah. But this is like homemade wrapped in wax paper Laffy Taffy that somebody mm. handmade and everything. I bought 
like five bags of different oh, really? flavors of Laffy Taffy. I bought pecan logs. I bought oh. coconut creams. I bought because I don't see that stuff around here and mm. nobody makes it. So I was like, this is my one chance to get all this stuff. And earlier this week, I'm looking at all the bags of taffy and pecan logs and coconut creams and stuff like that. I left the coconut creams at my grandparents' house because I opened them for Sunday dinner. I brought a whole bunch of stuff for my grandfather, too, because he's from Georgia, and he loves pecan logs and stuff like that. So I bought a whole bunch of stuff for him. I spent like 100 bucks at this candy <laughs> roadside stand or whatever. And so I opened up the coconut candies, and I'm like... Oh no, I can't take this home. Mm-hmm. I will be, uh, yeah, I'd be It'll dead. Go. Yeah. It, I, I, and so I, I hear you when you say change your environment because, because of what I do, I always have stuff to make good tasting stuff. But mm. sometimes I just want something sweet right then. And if I don't have that, I won't feed into those cravings because if I have to get up and I have to make cake and make buttercream and I'm not going to do that for myself. Yeah. I'm just not. And, um, I very rarely, um, every now and then I'll have a little bit left over, mm-hmm. but very rarely because I make enough for what I'm supposed to do. And because I know that I will eat the rest of it or so will my brother-in-law he used to just come over may you have any spare cake left over <laughs> and i'm like yeah i do he's like oh you have any cake scraps and and so and then his mom and his aunt came to visit and everything i was baking and i gave them I'm like you have any extras around there so if anybody walks in my house they can smell something mm-hmm. you got any extras in there it's like nope no i don't <laughs> because all of us are not gonna be a million pounds yeah. because i've got extra stuff laying around and so i like that you said if i change my environment um then it won't be it won't be there it's so much easier Mm -hmm. like you know yeah i've never understood people that like quote unquote want to practice self-control why why let everything else determine my self-control right you know it's again it's the analogy of the the guys if they're if even even the scenario where if a guy's getting hit on by a girl He's like, I need to remove myself from this situation. He doesn't go, I'm going to practice self-control with this beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. No right. Or if he does hang out, again, it's like, well, uh, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. I am going to I am gonna take that away. I've learned two amazing things from you today. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, because, you know, I always have snacks for the kids or, you know, yeah. snacks for my son or something like that. And I'm like, hey, listen. And I told him just yesterday, I said, this is our last time coming to McDonald's. I said, I'm going to have healthy food for you because mm. this is terrible. First of all, they never get our order right. <laughs> Second of all, really? he, Maccas? Yeah, um, McDonald's, he can't have cheese. And so oh. he doesn't have cheese. And on his now, because he's <coughs> 10 and um, he's about right here to me, he's a big boy. The regular quarter pounder won't do it anymore. <laughs> he needs a double quarter pounder. Isn't that a half pounder? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's eating a half pound. He's of, oh a my half God, pounder. I didn't. Sounds even, different, right? Yeah, it does. It sounds worse. <laughs> oh my God, I'm feeding my son a half pound of meat uh-huh. in the car. Oh my God, I'm a terrible mom. Don't don't call DCF on me, people. <laughs> Yesterday was our last day, and um and so I told him I said this is the last time we're coming here. I said because he's a tall boy, he's healthy and things like that, 
but you know that it was just easy on the way home i didn't have to cook anything and i said because i don't eat mcdonald's i'll eat mm-hmm. their fries but i don't eat their food still haven't had you american maccas yeah haven't had it like no don't don't do it don't it's it's not even worth it on a cheat day it's 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 worse yeah, it's photo regret yeah it is <laughs> it is i feel bad every time i eat their fries but their fries are do you know your fr- american maccas french fries have 30 30 ingredients in yeah. Australia, three. Yeah, they like if you eat ants, will eat anything. Ants, mm-hmm. if you put a food next to an ant hill or whatever, they will take it and eat it if it's fresh. Ants will not eat yeah, McDonald's fries. Yeah, <laughs> ants will not eat McDonald's fries or McDonald's <laughs> buns, and that's saying something. Yeah, and so if um if if it won't mold, that's saying something as well. Mm-hmm. And so they're good. And I just told him, and I joined the gym and everything like that because I know I bring sweets and stuff to people but i also have to get healthy and and Mm. take that into account as far as my son is concerned as well and i said listen i joined the gym and they allow me to bring you and i'm gonna make great food for you that's healthy and fresh and if i'm making a burger i'm making it because i know what's going into it and not this processed stuff that they can't even get right (laughs) at the at the (laughs) restaurant and so but it's it's time it's time for me to put that as a priority because i've always been healthy and then Mm. you turn 40 and it's like what in the world (laughs) happened Uh and and that's kind of where i am right now i just turned oh well i'm not gonna tell you what i turned but it's um i'm I'm older than 40 now but yeah at 40 things just kind of you're gonna have to work at it Mm. work at it now and um, yeah it is weird to think i'm 34 next month like in two weeks it's weird Really? Very weird. I wish if I could go back to 34, man. Oh, yeah. I still feel young. Mm -hmm. It's it's like that weird in between where it's like, now I've got a kid. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I still feel like I'm super young. And I know that when I get to 40, I'll be saying the same thing. When I'm saying Mm -hmm. 50, like, you know, as long as you're mentally and physically able, I don't think you feel old. I don't even really feel old when I speak to someone. I'm like, how old are you? Like, I'm 18. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like that's the only time I feel old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, the, I, ha- I had a quarter life crisis at 25. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't have one at 30. Like I didn't have a crisis. I was like, oh, I'm 30. Makes sense. Right. Weird. My 25, I got married at 25. And I didn't have a crisis at 25. I had one at 30. And but at the time I had a brain tumor and I was like, oh wow. I, I and I I got diagnosed at 24 and it was benign and it made my life terrible and headaches and things like that. So at 30, I was like I'm not living the rest of my life like this. Mm. <laughs> so brain surgery it is. And I was ready to go. Like soon as I turned 30, I was like, brain surgery. Doc, come on, let's cut this open. Let's get it out. Wow. And my husband was like, are you sure? Like, are you? I said, nope. I mean, I wasn't scared. I wasn't mm. anything. And it was maybe two weeks after the surgery i'm home by now i'm in the office i walk into the office and all of a sudden the magnitude of it hits me and i freak out and i'm like why did you let me do this why didn't you say anything i just had brain surgery i could have died what is wrong with you and he's like what and i was like what is wrong why did you let me go through brain surgery and he's like mel you didn't you weren't scared at all i was terrified but i didn't want to freak you out yeah i didn't want to freak you out and so that's when i realized like oh okay i'm stronger than i thought and 
30 and then we went through uh then a year later boom you know we're pregnant and my husband is sick and that took me into a whole nother direction mm. mentally and so now mentally oh yeah i'm 25 and when people meet me and they don't think i'm as old as i am because i don't portray that i'm that oh i don't feel that old and mm. stuff like that but when your body is like hey you're 40 you can't get down on your, <laughs> your knees that that um that that fast and get back up that fast anymore you know that's that's the thing but uh, it's important to me now because my son he's starting to say no i just want to eat junk all day and that's not that's not okay with me and, yeah and it's time for us to kind of make that change and i'm ex- i'm excited about making that change and finding healthy recipes and instead of buying sorbet or something that he can eat i can make um would make desserts for him that are that include fresh fruit and frozen fruit because he loves he can't eat ice cream so we have to do sorbet and mm. i love my son but because of me and the things that i know and the flavors that i know and the places that i go for dessert and stuff like that he is the bougiest 10 year old <laughs> that you will ever meet and so my brother-in-law and um, bougie but in a good way because yeah. he's a, he's a fantastic kid he's a straight a student he's a classical violinist he's been playing the violin Jeez. since he was four years old and um he he's an amazing boy but the thing about him is because i like good food and i'm a foodie so is he yeah and we go to norman love and he was being picked up from school by my brother-in-law one day when i had a meeting and he's like oh hey uncle mike if we're going this way can we stop by norman love i need some uh passion fruit sorbet and he's like it's a good flavor, though. Right, it is. It's a fantastic flavor. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, if they don't have passion fruit sorbet, I can go with a blood orange sorbet. <laughs> I can go with <laughs> Like, he'll default to the blood orange sorbet. And my brother-in-law's like, what is that? Like, I don't even know what that is. He's like, where are you getting that? He's like, I wouldn't even know where to take you to go get that stuff. And so now my brother-in-law loves blood orange sorbet because my son had him stop by Norman Love Gelato Place. Like, in too good. Like, those are two yeah. good flavors. Yeah, they are. They are. And he'll order. We'll go out to dinner. We went to, um, we were up in Lenox, Massachusetts. Mm. And um, the place where we, by the time we got there, it was super late there was only one restaurant open and everything we sit down and it is a nice restaurant like i'm looking at it i was like oh we're in the wrong spot <laughs> like what is this <laughs> and so we're we're looking at the menu and i'm like it's like okay all right i'll get a steak i'll get a small steak or something like that the lady comes over and i let him always order because he needs to learn how to order food and all mm-hmm. that stuff. so the lady comes over and she's like yeah so what you'll be having i said yeah i think I'll, i'm gonna have the ribeye with the risotto and stuff like that my son's saying yeah i'm gonna have the seared duck with the <laughs> and i look at him i'm like what he's like yeah i'm gonna have the seared duck and i'm like He's a 10-year-old. <laughs> he was nine at the time. Oh, <laughs> he was nine at the time. And she's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. I said, you're going to get the what? He's like, yeah, I'm going to get the seared duck. And, hey, Mom, look, they have blood orange sorbet as the dessert. <laughs> they, I, I kid you not, they have blood orange sorbet as dessert there. And 
And she looks at me like, you're going to let him get that? I was like, all right, yeah, let him, let him get it. Lose your way. Right. <laughs> and, and now that's just the way he is. And so when I, told, when I called him, I was like, Misty, Justin ordered the seared duck. In the, and she's like, what? I've never had seared duck in my life. I'm like, me neither. It was good. <laughs> and so we tried it. But he's, because I love food and I mm-hmm. will try a lot of different things. So will he. And um, and so we go out and hang out and try different restaurants together and stuff like that. So it's good. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 my guy. He's my he's the best thing I ever made. He really is. <laughs> Better than <laughs> cakes. Yeah, yeah, it's him than cake. cakes. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll wrap that up. That's been two hours. No way, dude. Mm. I had a I had a fantastic time. I'm glad. Me too. Yeah. I'm gonna have to have some of these later too. Yeah, take them, take them, <laughs> please. So, anyone who's listening, watching, uh, where can they find? Sweet Melody. Well, they could call me at um, 239-826-5158. They can email me at melody at sweetmelodies.net. That's S-W-E-E-T-M-E-L-O-D-Y-S dot net. Um, Or Instagram under sweet underscore melodies underscore confections. Or my website is actually being built right now Ooh, that's because exciting. Mm-hmm, I had a website and then something happened with the people who were hosting it and everything. I don't know. Mm. They said it was my problem. I said it was their problem. <laughs> <laughs> and so now it's being built um, by another reputable company and um, a dear friend of mine who is, uh, who's in business that builds websites. So I'm supporting another small business mm. with my business. And so that's coming hopefully in the next month or two. And that will be sweetmelodies.net is the website. Will be. But um, it's coming. So if you want something good for a special occasion, if anybody's getting married, if you want something sweet on a random Tuesday, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And this was your first podcast, huh? This was. Woo! Thank you. If every podcast after this is like this, then this is great. If it's <laughs> not like this, then they're doing something wrong because I didn't feel, I felt like I was just talking to a friend Beautiful. and not just being interviewed and having to have a, 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 a set thing to talk oh, those, about. Those ones are terrible, though. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Because yeah. nah. I've had that before and it was nerve wracking. And um, yeah. it was only, it was five minutes of. <gasps> Mm. Am I going to say something wrong? But this was, um, this is great. Yeah. Is really well, thank you for having me, having you on. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for being on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't have you on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's been two hours. My brain's fried. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Have a great day, everybody. All right, guys. So make sure you subscribe uh, on Spotify. Oh, can and I say one last thing? Yes, yeah, sure. I do have a cupcake subscription service. Really? Well, yes. How did I not bring this up in two hours? It's See, funny, that's, how, that's, amaz- <laughs> that's how amazing you are. I have a cupcake subscription service where... If you want cupcakes delivered to your door mm. every month, you just pay a flat fee every month and you get a six or a 12 count delivered right to your door with the flavor of the month. I have um, a person and she calls every second Friday, her and her husband get cupcakes to their door. So if you would like to be a part of that subscription service, please call That's me. That's so funny. I was going to ask if you did that or yes. that'd be a good idea. So you're already mm-hmm. ahead of that. Yes. Yes, that I do. Cool. And um, Nutella was the flavor for may and so now june it will be more of a summer strawberry flavor okay mm-hmm. summer strawberry mm-hmm. all right guys make sure you do that too mm-hmm. <laughs> all right make sure to subscribe guys and we'll see you next time thank bye. you bye ah. Woo. all righty oh my god that was fast right yeah
Mm. 